Sci-Fi for Me Radio presents Timothy Harvey, Jason Hunt. This is H2O. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to this episode of H2O. My name is Jason Hunt. And I am Timothy Harvey. And and it's an episode that has a sponsor. We do. Uh, for the month of April, uh, Sci-Fi for Me Radio, All most, most of our podcasts have a, a sponsor who's kind of testing the waters mm-hmm. a little bit. Sure. Uh, so we want to welcome on board humancharger.com. It's, it's an interesting little device. Which you have been using. I have been using. I have not used it today. I, I missed my, my session. That could yeah. be it. Um, well, that was up till three last night. So, yeah, that could be doing it too. Um, but, yeah, humancharger.com, they call it Sun in Your Pocket. This was developed in Finland, which is where Worldcon's going to be this year. Uh, th- what it is is LED earbuds. Basically, light. They've figured out that you know the brain reacts to sunlight, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's why you, they keep saying go out, get outside. Sure, right. You know, the cubicles. People go in their cubicles. They have their little sun lamps and stuff for light therapy and whatever yeah. that kind of thing. Well, they, these people de- developed this thing. They figured out that the LEDs can simulate sunlight, mm-hmm. and they can directly put it onto your brain through the ear canal. Right. Because there's apparently, there's a direct path to your brain through the ear canal. As every cartoon has ever shown you. As you said yeah, you. yeah. Well, that plus, you know, the set of eels <laughs> and oh, yeah. such, right? So, exactly, exactly. So, what it is, it's light therapy directly, directly to the brain. It's supposed to increase in energy levels, improve your mood, mental alertness, uh, that sort of thing. And we have a deal set up now mm-hmm. where you go to humancharger.com and at checkout, if you put in the code sci-fi for me, you get 20% off. Yeah. So it's an interesting little device. We promoted it on our latest episode of Zompocalypse Now. Oh, Dustin good. And I did. good. And I almost broke into song. Well, mm-hmm. every time I see the thing about Finland, I keep thinking of the Monty Python song. <laughs> Finland, 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 the country where I quite want to be. Yes, <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. We would very much like to be there this August. We but, would. Um, we yeah, would. I don't think that's many. But about as good as odds as having the musical episode. <laughs> that's right. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, that's right. yeah. Neither one of them is going to. Well, you yeah. know, never if never. if we get. The Flash Supergirl crossover musical episode worked. I mean, well, it kind of did. Yeah, Um, if we get the old Buffy episode, if we get somebody going on to Patreon.com slash Sci-Fi for Me and give us a one-time little boost that says we will do the musical episode. No, I'm going. I'm talking. I'm saying if they send us to Helsinki, we will do the musical episode. Uh, Musical episode from Helsinki. (laughs) There we go. See, Uh, and we'll get we'll get Yoka. Yoka your can money, sing. Your money given to tenor. us will have value. That's right. You will get a musical episode from Helsinki. Who else did, is offering that kind of deal? Did you see that they announced the Hugo Award finalists mm-hmm. on YouTube? Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah? Hmm. I was watching that. I was like, wait a minute. Maybe some, maybe, maybe hmm. some organization, some little, uh, you know, website writer now, thing. It was pre-produced. Yes, yes. But, um, but it was one of those things. That was like, yeah, okay. The the nominees are coming. Mm-hmm. Here's here it is in thirty minutes. Okay, here's the link, and you click the link, and it's a YouTube video. And mm-hmm. I thought, 
Wait a minute. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Although y- Yuka, Yuka did say, uh, Yuka Homa, who is the, the director of this year's Worldcon right. uh, committee, he did say that they were going to be making an effort in more marketing mm-hmm. of the event you know, social media, video, right. all of those things. So that that kind of th- stuff, when we talked to him uh, back in August here, right. he said that that was already in the works, in the discussions of the things that they were going to do to try to promote it. So it's good that they're following through on that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's something for, for as forward-looking as so many of the people involved in the writing of genre fiction are, that slow... That slow embrace of the technology boom that is the internet and social media mm-hmm. that Worldcon had for a while there <laughs> uh, was was kind of surprising, and you know it's interesting to see that they're you know they're embracing that. More. Although to talk to some people, it's not surprising because well, you know sure. you've got that accusation still that's hanging out there that you know these are the old school, the old guard. They don't want to do it any other way. <laughs> Well, but also bear in mind that writers, you know, they, they they know what works for them as writers. And if you're still banging it out on your typewriter, mm-hmm. and you have been for decades, and quite frankly, it's working out really well, and you keep winning awards, and people keep buying your books, I wouldn't change it either. Yeah. You know, but no one's, I haven't written a novel for someone <laughs> to buy, so I don't have that. I have. Book. Well, yes. It was a novelette. I guess, I, with a novella, it's not, it's not All a about football workout. novel. That's all right. I don't even know what my word count is now. Well, see, I forgot. You need to find out. I had it. I had it at one time. It was written down, and I just, you know, I'm old. I forget these things. That's why you have to write things down and remember where you put them. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the <laughs> other thing, right? It's like, where did I put? It? I find myself uh, very frequently um, quoting George McFly. <laughs> because I will I will look around and suddenly I can't find my glasses. Sure. And I will look around and it's like, where's my glasses? And I, and invariably, every single time, it's like, Lorraine, have you seen my glasses? <laughs> There's nobody here in the house, but I, I'm, I'm kicking that out all the time. Lorraine, have you seen my glasses? And the frightening part is last night someone answered. Dun, dun, dun. No, and happen. then the murders began. <laughs> speaking of murders. No. <clears throat> or speaking of death, anyway. Or change, perhaps. Or, or all three. Or all three. Um, a show returns in about a week and a half from yeah. the recording of this. April 15th, a little show comes back to the air. Uh, it's going to air over in the UK first, mm-hmm. and it's going to air over here. It's about a madman in a box. That's right. It is the final season of Peter Capaldi's Doctor. <laughs> And I'm very unhappy about that. As am I. I'm looking forward to see who they're going to cast for the next Doctor because it's always a cool thing. But I really liked Peter Capaldi. Yeah. I've liked all the Doctors, honestly. But um, he has been, for me, very much a return to the old school, you know, watching PBS. Yes. Fourth Doctor on PBS when I was a kid. I mean, so there's, you know, Fourth Doctor and and seeing, you know, the the older actors. for, For those of you who have not watched the original series, who are big fans of the current series... The earlier actors were all almost always older men, and um, that's you know something that the, the the younger actors playing the parts have been great. I mean, there's you know um, I was a big Matt Smith fan as well, and um, 
you know, there's certainly the David Tennant fans out there are, are you know, part of that was the fact that David Tennant had sex appeal. And there, were, there weren't that many doctors in the original run. You'd sit there and go, boy, that's sexy Patrick Troughton. <laughs> that little tiny clown of a man, he gets me going. You, you didn't hear a lot of that, at least not in public. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and now, um, uh, you know, it's it's funny because you know, you know John Pertwee being the third Doctor, mm-hmm. he was he was not considered, you know, the sex bomb uh, you know, of of the day either. But but you look at what people say about Sean Pertwee, his son, who looks just like him. Yeah. Well, and you know what? I think I think there was certainly you get you get some of it now. Looking back, you, you certainly there were people who were looking at them as sex symbols because the characters were attractive in a way that you know the physical attractiveness is not always the issue anyway. Right. So there were a lot of people who were who were half mad in love with Tom Baker and certainly with John Pertwee and, and Peter Davidson and all those guys. So it's. It's not. Uh, it's just n- more noticeable now, and they play it up. You know, certainly, it's a, it's a, it becomes a marketing thing for the BBC. I mean, you're not going to fault them for that. But it was kind of nice for those of us who are older fans to look at Peter Capaldi and see the sort of return to the older, more grumpy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, grumpy, dangerous. Speaking of Tom Baker, yes, um, there is up in. Omaha British Fest, mm. which is coming up here oh, yeah. in, I think, in June. They're going to have as part of their TARDIS control room display, mm-hmm. they are bringing from the UK Tom Baker-ish. They're bringing, it is, it is a, a, a life sculpt. Oh, so kind of like you know, wax waxwork, yeah, uh, and and it's a full, it's Tom Baker in in Fourth Doctor regalia with the scarf and the hat and the coat. And people will finally realize just how tall he is. Yeah, and you'll be able to get your picture taken. Oh, cool! In the TARDIS control room with the Fourth Doctor. That would be at British Fest. I built, and several of my several of my Facebook friends uh, can can back this up. I built a full-size TARDIS console in my basement. Really? I did. Mm-hmm. See, my cousin and I would take I did. Uh, refrigerator boxes, mm-hmm. you know, cardboard boxes, and we'd, we'd build the bridge of the Enterprise in his mm, garage. Sure. Um, because he had, a, he had a barber chair. Oh, okay. And yeah. that, became, of course. that became the center seat. Mm-hmm. And we'd have, you know, I mean, we'd go for hours and draw all of the consoles onto the cardboard and there we had the shirt we had the don moore you know the Uh the shirts um and i never got to wear the gold one well (laughs) i always wore the blue one hey the sciences are important well the gold one didn't fit well well (laughs) so you know the blue one fit so that's what i wore the uh there was a book out and i can't remember who it was by but it was an official licensed uh, it was like the Doctor Who technical manual. And so they actually had the schematics for the console. They had the dimensions and the oh, various uh-huh. layouts of the of the various Doctor's consoles. And so I've made a version of the fourth Doctor's console. And the big ice cream tubs, they used to have the big, the ones like the ones you would get from 
you'd go and see at like Baskin Robbins back in the day. You'd have the big cardboard tubs. They were round. They were oh, basically uh-huh. a right. column. Right. And so I would get those and I'd build the, the rotor out of that. And, and then eventually I was able to get one that was a plastic thing. And so I was able to build it. And yeah, I had no photos, unfortunately. We didn't, th- we didn't think about that sort of stuff then. No, because she's just playing. And, it's, it's, and I think it's, a, it's unfortunate that we didn't, because that would have been cool to have. I wish I had that, but we didn't, yeah. we didn't think of that stuff in those days. But in any event, the show's coming back. Um, Capaldi, uh, we have uh, uh, the new, a new companion. And the rumor is that she's only going to stay for a year. She's going to leave with Capaldi at the end of the, end of the year. Yeah. That's the current rumor. Um, I don't know if that's actually true. I haven't seen enough to confirm that that's what's happening. Um, Michelle Gomez is back as the master. And we saw today that John Sim is coming back as the master. As the two master special. And so the question is, is are we going to get a third master? Who could, who, who could still come You've back? You've only got one. You've got Derek Jacoby. Is everybody else, everybody else is dead? Well, you, well, you, okay. You'd have to adno- acknowledge the TV movie in a way that people don't want to acknowledge the TV movie. <laughs> Jason, Ro- <laughs> Jason Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts. Yeah, Eric Roberts would have to come back, and I'm sure Eric Roberts would love to do. Oh, it. That, that would be, be fun. I'm, I would. I mean, if it was me, I'd be thrilled. But oh, sure. The question is, is how much do they want to? You know, they they've made the movie canon in a way. But there's a lot of there are a lot of yeah. fans who kind of look at that movie and go, I mean, I I enjoyed it because it's all we had. And I, you know, um, but there's a lot of fans who kind of look at that and go, we really like the actor. We don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's canon. Yeah, it is canon. So. But yeah, so, I mean, but those are your options. Unfortunately, there are not that many. um, You could get some of the folks who do the audio. The audio masters, there have been two two or three, I think, that have been. Really hugely popular. Can you imagine? Okay, so now they're dipping their toe in, right? Mm. So you've got two masters. Mm. And wouldn't it be just dandy for the new showrunner, Chris Chibnall, Mm -hmm. to sit there and go, okay, we've been bringing back all of these different elements from the classic show piece by piece by piece by piece by piece. And we've done the the two doctors Mm -hmm. and the three doctors. But now it's time to go whole hog, <laughs> and we do the four masters and six doctors or whoever, and and start with start with eight, mm-hmm. and bring put as many of them together as you can, mm-hmm. and that can include Baker or Davis any of the older guys, you know McCoy, anybody that wants to do it, sure, right? And you find out so because you, you, there are ways that you can that you can explain. The oh, change in yeah, their physicality. They did, they did with the Minnesota with with Davidson and Tennant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my perception of you is changed and whatever. Well, okay, fine. And and do a big mashup, which is what they should have done for the fiftieth anniversary special. They didn't. I mean, they kind of did, but they didn't. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm not finding any fault in the fiftieth anniversary. No, it special. was good. It was good. But you bring everybody back that can come back, and you have. You know the five doctors versus the four masters. That would be very cool. And but you know, strand them in the middle of this weird non-time thing. I think somehow. I think the the really fun thing I'm looking forward to is that one of the things that was really cool about Sim and a lot of people also, not a lot of people, enough fans that it made. Of course, they made their noise on the internet like they do. Um is that he was so he was the first crazy master 
Yeah. But the other ones, I mean, you're at your varying degree of charming or slimy or or a little, you know, camp. Anthony Ainley's was had certainly had some camp moments, but Sim was nuts. I mean, he was he was the master as a as a legitimately crazy person. Yeah. He was he was the Joker master. Yeah. And then that either worked for you or it didn't. And some there were some folks who thought he was just too much. And I think some of that was the older fans going, uh, not my master. Yeah, a little over the top. I didn't really care for it. And then Missy comes along. Michelle Gomez comes along, and she is just so evil Mary Poppins. Yes. And it works. Yeah. She, she really does have more of the Ainsley Delgado mm-hmm. vibe in terms of the controlled crazy Mm -hmm. the controlled evil this like you know manipulative and i really know what i'm doing but i'm gonna let you think that i'm Mm -hmm. nuts well and you know it's kind of like it's kind of like what we saw more of in smith's run and we certainly saw it in capaldi's that that going back and taking aspects of previous doctors and incorporating them into the character in many ways she did that in a way that none of the other actors to play the part had done which is to basically go i'm going to be all of them uh-huh. And so you could have that, you know, crazy person and that switch that gets flipped where she's like, no, I'm really deadly serious. You actually are going to die in five seconds. Four, three, two, one. I told you you were going to die. You didn't listen. And then she's off, you know, yeah. doing her thing. And there's, for all the con- initial controversy, oh, it's going to be, a, you know, a woman's going to play the master. Wah. She's actually one of my favorite actors to play the part because she, yeah, she does that job. so well. Yeah. And she's... Not to mention when you get her off camera or get her off, well, off camera, and then you've got your, uh, which is on camera now, uh, <laughs> yeah. offset, or uh-huh. not even offset. Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I'm looking for. You know, she's just a wickedly funny interviewer, interviewee. Yeah. I mean, they, she's just so much fun to watch. It'd be nice if we could bring her into uh, oh so Comic Con here at some point. The um, Well, and so the question becomes, you know, and she, she certainly had chem- great chemistry uh, with Capaldi. She yeah. truly, truly has. I mean, they play off each other so well. I'm, I'm kind of afraid that she's going to go away after Capaldi's after done. Capaldi. Now, because the BBC, the, of course, the rumor mill, and this doesn't this doesn't tell you anything. This is the standard. This is the standard recasting rumor. They're looking for a male in his thirties to play the next Doctor. Oh, what? Everyone is shocked <sighs> by the fact that they might be looking for a male in their thirties because you know that's kind of been that's the standard casting for the character honestly and i think that everything that i've heard we're not we're not going to get a female doctor so no. chip chibnall is not interested in doing that right now um it'll happen fo- folks who want it to happen guys it's going to happen at some point in the run of the show it will happen because at some point the audiences will be ready for it i don't well i don't think it's a question of the audience being ready for it i think it's a question of whether it's right for the character and, well, and, at that, you know, and it, I guess I guess what I mean by saying the audience is going to be ready for it is that the people who are going to who are making the show who are always the fans as well, and it's got to be driven by the story. Yeah, there has I, to be a reason why it yeah. happens that and way. And I think that at some point they'll find one because if there's Maybe. no reason. You know, the I was going back through one of the one of my audiobook authors used to write Doctor Who novels. Oh, okay, yep. and um, interestingly enough. Uh, he has written, and of course, I, uh, Ben Ben Aronovich, Aron, Aronovich. Okay, yeah. And he wrote some of the really um, more interesting 
character pieces in the Doctor Who novel range. And Paul Cornell, who's also writes uh, written yeah. Doctor Who novels, is also one of the authors I listen to on audiobooks for his own series. And between these two guys, they did a lot of stuff in the book range back when there was no television show. And one of, I, I think it was Ben, who one of his books basically implied that we never see what the Doctor looks like ever. Because that basically the Doctor is the Doctor, like the Tart, the Doctor and the Tardis are both basically eldritch abominations. That we see them the way they we see them because that's all our brains can handle, and that Time Lords have basically figured out a long time ago that mm. they have to do that. So every time we see a regeneration, it's just shuffling the outer appearance. It's not. I mean, it's 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 like in that in the in the episode where um, uh, the Doctor comes in to. Uh, Clara's house at Christmas, mm-hmm. right? And he's got the holographic got the clothes. Outer. Yeah, yeah. So the the outer proje- the the outer shell of the person, yeah, is just a holographic image basically, anyway. So basically, whatever the but it's all it's like yeah. it's it's the perception that that everyone around him and we all just sort of agree that that's what he looks like. But no one ever actually sits there and compares notes. Yeah, that says, well, he's a six foot tall, you know, spindly fellow with gray hair, and the other person goes. No, he's not. He's rather rotund yeah, with a little so bowl haircut. Uh, but uh, so, and the, in the course of the novel, basically, the filter goes off inside the TARDIS. Oh, okay. And it just about drives one of the companions insane because they finally see what they're they see what they're really in versus what they think they're in. Oh, so interesting. Yeah, it, interesting stuff. But anyway, um, oh, so speaking of speaking of the original run, yeah, uh, I ran across an article. This is on Blaster. Mm-hmm. Which, which is where I'm seeing this. Um, the entire run of classic Who. Ooh. Classic Doctor Who. You have my attention. Um, last year was on Hulu and Netflix. You remember? Because right, they were yeah. on, mm-hmm. And then suddenly there weren't. Right. Well, there is a new streaming service from the BBC and ITV. It's called BritBot. Uh huh. Yeah, I've heard of it. And all twenty-six seasons and all seven doctors are now on BritBox. Can American audiences watch it? Um, because there are the BBC iPlayer is not something that you can play in in the U.S. It'll, you got to get a region lockdown. There are ways I have to. I it. have to look. Well, it says uh, but, you, yeah. it's six ninety nine a month for their UK TV archive. It also includes Red Dwarf, Faulty Towers. I have to. I, it doesn't say anything here whether or not, but it's online. I would imagine. Well, but see, the, you can you can encode that stuff. So there's very because yeah. like, like I said, the BBC iPlayer you can't watch in see, the US unless see, unless you've there there are workers there. If, anyone who knows anything about. I don't see why they wouldn't. They'd have to open it up to the U.S. because the U.S. is a huge market. I mean, Um, it's a it's a big. I mean, because that's how Doctor Who got big. Is plus plus talk about the audio. According to Variety, they will also add audio of the Lost Who episodes. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. So it's basically all of classic Doctor Who plus Mm. some of the specials. See if you could, if you could give me that box. and then give me all the audio adventures, just that entire run because the audio adventures have not only not only did they run um, the the Eighth Doctor 
episodes yeah. and the ongoing series, but they also went back and they've you know they've had original actors and and <laughs> characters come back and play. I mean, there's Tom Baker's been playing the Doctor on audiobooks for the last several years. He was one of the last holdouts. Well, Eccleston. Yeah, Eccleston. Eccleston has done any of them. No, has he? no, he's no. done anything since the, since he left the show. But Baker kind of was a holdout for a long time. Then he came back, and so you actually have new new uh, Fourth Doctor adventures for for those of you who you know. Are the are the fans who the American fans from the eighties who when the show first got over here? Yeah, that's really cool. So it's just it's an exciting time now. Um, there have been several actors who've been put forward, and of course at this point it's complete speculation. So I'm not even going to bother with sitting there going this actor or this actor or this actor. Mm-hmm. But it's been really interesting to look at the range because even though they've said that they're you know in their thirties, and that's like that's the default. There have been some who've been younger. Ru- Rupert Grint. Was mentioned. This is the second oh, time he's been mentioned. Second, yeah, he, second he got mentioned. mentioned is, he got mentioned with Matt Smith was on yeah, his way out. Yeah, and um, he's actually doing a he's doing a kind of a lock stock and oh he's doing lock stock and two smoking barrels the or the um, or a, a variant on that. It's some uh-huh. uh, uh, TV series which is basically the same thing. And um, it's he, you know, he's grown up. I mean, he's clearly not a kid anymore. Um, no. So I, I don't think that's necessarily a you know just because he's the everyone knows him from Harry Potter, you know. But I, it's not my first choice. But there's been some interesting people. I I still want uh, uh, was it Chiwetel Ejiofor? Uh, okay, yeah. Who uh, played the operative in, in um, Serenity? For those uh-huh, of you who, right. who are thinking of the uh, uh, American films and that sort of thing, he would make a great Doctor. Um, if they're if you're looking if you're looking to cast a, a non-white actor, mm-hmm. um, which some folks would also like, is whether they're a female doctor or a non-white, he'd be a actor. good master too. Well, he'd be a fantastic master. They, he would be great in either role because he's charming as well, well but he can s- also do evil and creepy so well. And since they've already broken that mold with the master, mm-hmm. you could do that more easily with that character than you can for the doctor. I, I think you could, I think you certainly could, but I don't I don't I don't see the same kind of fan concern where you where it runs into that whole dynamic because you know and I think I think Moffat certainly not only did he sit there and be the person who sat there and went okay we can have a female master but in the final Capaldi episodes you know he basically showed that the time lords don't necessarily regenerate into the into the same skin tone yeah um, so I think you or or actually he had a you know uh, a old white male regenerated into a younger black woman uh, when the gen- when the doctor shoots the general. So I mean, he certainly sat there. And went, we can do whatever we want, you know. Right. We're ti- they're time lords, and it's fiction. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. So so we I, make this up as we go. But there's the actor, and I'm, I cannot remember his name. But he played um, the Marquis on the BBC version of Neverwhere, the Neil Gaiman. Oh, okay. Right. And that character was written. Neil Gaiman wrote that character as a version of the Doctor. That was in his oh. mind. He was thinking of the Doctor when he wrote that character. Right. And I cannot, for the life of me, think of the name of that actor. Black actor, just amazing guy. Not um, it. Not Idris Elba, like everybody used to see, keep talking I'd about. I'd love to have Idris Elba, but the problem with Idris Elba is that Idris Elba is too. Fi- this is going to sound weird. He's too physical an actor, and the, what I mean by that is that. Idris Elba has so much presence right. that if Idris Elba walks on to the screen and goes up against any villain, they're going to look at him and go, 
Right. I'm out. Because it, <laughs> there's there's the contrast of, of skinny beanpole Matt Smith going up against the universe. There's a visual contrast. There's a there's a play on on your eyes there where he doesn't look like he should be the hero of this story. Idris Elba is you know, he's just too. He should be on the show. He should. I, I would love to have him. Pl- you know, make an appearance on the show. Are you talking about uh, Patterson Joseph? Yes, Patterson Joseph. That's the one. Interestingly enough, Peter Capaldi was also in Neverwhere. I uh, know. Never, Nevermore, Neverwhere, uh, Nevermore. What is this called? Nevermore. Everywhere. Neverwhere. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Patterson. Patterson Joseph. His name has come up before, and I would be. A, I would. I would happily get behind him uh, being the first Black Doctor. He's a fantastic actor, but he would also. He has that. That mix of arrogance and swagger mm-hmm. and um, well, you know who they're going to get. Vulnerability. You know who they're going to get. They're oh, going to no. get Benedict Cumberbatch. Well, you know because Benedict. Well, no, it's be because him or Martin Freeman. I, I know. I know. <laughs> what, what if it's both? What? What if? Internet's what if? Collective <laughs> mind just exploded. <laughs> they could. They could split. Okay, who is the? Um, oh, John, uh, I'm so bad with names today. Who played the master on the show? His name. His name has come up as as uh, not the master. Who played the uh, Moriarty? His oh, name, oh, his oh, name oh, has come oh, up. Right, uh, it's not Jason Isaacs. Um, no, no, no. See, Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacson is his name has come up at various points. Um, yeah. And actually, I would have said no for Jason Isaacs for the uh, kind of the same reasons for Idris Elba. He's such a dominant visual presence. Right, but. I mean, he's going to be on. Uh, he's going to be on Star Trek Discovery, but we don't know how long. Right. He actually did. Um, oh wow! See now, it's, now it's a problem with the name of the show. The the show he did where he played the detective who was a big awake. Awake. Thank you. That was a good show. He was so good in that, and I could actually see him play. Out of after watching that, I'm mm-hmm. much more. I could see him playing the Doctor, but he'd be but, he'd be a lot more like. Um, he strikes me as being someone who'd be a lot more like Chris Chris, Chris Eccleston's doctor. I, you know, I'm thinking since we've since we've gone the route of you know sexy doctor into classic doctor, mm-hmm. we could now maybe move from classic doctor mm-hmm. to classic um, quirky doctor. You know, maybe another Trotton type. Well, okay, and I think you could. So but you don't it, but necessarily you... do the the tall, lanky, older. I mean, you could do mm-hmm, the, sure. the more not necessarily throw back to Martin Freeman comedic. Well, Martin Freeman, <laughs> or um, I'm thinking the guy who plays Simon on Legion. Oh, okay, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so who's maybe not so physically fit or mm-hmm. anything like that. I mean, you know, he's older. He's, you know, mate, you know, doesn't even have to be in shape. You know, it could be somebody like that who, you know, is more like a, a second doctor-ish in terms of physicality. Sure. So now you've got, he's he's more doing stuff, you know, mentally. And is there well, a, lot of, a lot more of that kind of... of Back and forth acrobatics, and, I, and I'd be well. They used to have it used to, when the show started. The idea was that the guy uh, Ian would be the the muscle, the right, doctor yeah. would be the intellectual, and the human companions would be the, the they'd do the legwork. Mm-hmm. He'd be the guy sitting in the background going, "Yes, yes, go on, go yeah. fight the monsters. I'll be I'll be here yep. having my tea." Uh, and, and so, especially as 
uh, Hartnell's health got worse, right? You know, it very much the companions moved to the foreground, and then Troughton was such a dynamic physical presence, even though he was uh, certainly the one of the least overall, really one of the least uh, physically imposing characters. But the real, the first introduction of the manipulator. Of the of the planner, yep. the one who recognized that what he looked like was a was a ruse. Yeah. Um, but you also look up until Baker, they cast comedians. Mm-hmm. Baker was much more known for his dramas, um, although certainly he had done comedy. But up until that point, I mean, Troughton was a com- uh, Troughton was a comedian. Harton was a comedian. Uh, he did some of the. I want to say the, the did he uh, did he shoot the Carry On films? I can't remember if he did. The I think Carry so. Films or not. But, you know, uh, Pertwee certainly did a lot of comedy. And that was kind of, it was, again, it was a different time for casting. Mm-hmm. We don't, you, didn't, you weren't casting so much for... Well, because back then it was a kid show. Just so, yeah, but even, even as the show got dark and grim, especially in the fourth Doctor, the horror era, yeah. the Hinchcliffe, uh, Hinchcliffe, Hinchcliffe years, where it's like, you know, horror at Fang Rock. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is a children's show. Oh, Whose children? And where are they? Oh, they're behind the couch. Is it the Adams family children? Uh, but I love that stuff. But yeah, yeah it's I, you know, there's so many different options. Um, I think I think the cool thing about this show, and one of the things that we get excited about it coming back at all, is that it can reinvent itself. Mm-hmm. And every generation, you know, the we would not have got the show back if they had not made the decisions they made. Um, if if uh, Russell Davies hadn't sat there and went, we need to update this and, and sold it to the BBC as a as a sexy show. And so now you had the chance to bring in an older actor with yeah. Capaldi and have fans embrace him in a way that they did and go, yeah, okay, he's he's older. But there are a lot of fans who think he's really sexy. Yeah. Well, although the, the show would not have had the success if Capaldi had been the first one coming back. Well, it would have been a different kind of success. I don't think it would have been. It wouldn't have had the it, same kind it of wouldn't blow have blown up. Tenant, I think Tenant was the key to that. Yeah. In in large part. Yep. Uh, Eccleston was. If Eccleston had stuck around for several more years, I think he could have pulled it off too. Probably so. would have. Well, we are looking forward to uh, the return of Doctor Who this month. For those of you who uh, who would like to share your thoughts on who you think should play the next Doctor or who plays the next Master, you can send us a note, h2o at sci dot com, or leave a comment on our social media, and uh, we will, uh, of course, be covering. Uh, Doctor Who. I think you're going to yep. do recaps again this this season. Yes, in fact, I just got an invitation to go see it in the theater. Oh, that's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, so that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, we will be back in two weeks' time. In the meantime, you can check out our other podcasts. We have twelve now here on Sci-Fi for Me Radio, and we have uh, shows, of course, over on our YouTube channel, Sci-Fi for Me TV, and the latest news at Sci-Fi for Me dot com. I'm Jason Hunt, Timothy Ark, always a pleasure, and we will be back in two weeks. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Copyright 2017 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. This is Sci-Fi for Me Radio. 